0: During the cocktail hour, while guests are just mingling and having a good time, don't forget about dinner music. That's very important to set the mood while guests eat. And we definitely can't forget the party. Let's get the party started right now with the DNA Project. Triple W dot the DNA Project dot CA for more information.
1: Welcome to the DNA Airwaves. We're here again. We're here live with Yasmin White. Hello.
2: Hi. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. I'm.
1: Excellent. I'm Matt Kesselman. Quick intro. I am me. Hello, this is my voice. There's uh, Anthony Lewis over there looking at hey there.
3: stickies, pink stickies. Pink
1: stickies. <laughs> and we have Dariki Palmer in the house as well. How Hi. is everybody doing?
3: I'm okay. Thanks doing for asking. Great. Hey, well. yeah. how Excellent.
1: Are you doing? How are you doing? You okay there, Anthony? You need something from your bag? I'm okay. I'm okay. Thanks. <laughs> 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 I love how concerned you are. <laughs> so... Um, we, we spoke to Jonathan Chase a little bit, um, was it last week? It was. It was no. last was week. Was
0: it last week? Yeah, or week episode just aired uh, this week.
1: Right, yes. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, unfortunately, we couldn't have you on the air uh, then, so we get to speak to you completely separately now on your own episode, <laughs> which uh, might be even better. I'm, better. I'm
0: honored. Be so excited.
1: <laughs> but we're excited, actually. So yeah, thank you so
0: much for joining us
2: yeah Um, thank you for having me. definitely
0: looking forward yeah so with jonathan we had a nice talk about um music and autism so we kind of want to continue that conversation uh just from the perspective of the work that you do which is slightly different maybe can we start off with you just giving us a bit of an overview about um what you do what it is you do
2: yeah so i you know i started as a songwriter a long time ago and New York City, oh. and <laughs> yeah, Hello. and Hello. Um, yeah. Uh, kind of stumbled into music therapy because um, I wanted to work with people, um, right. and I didn't right. want a waitress. So, <laughs> <laughs> <hard>. and, yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah, and, um, you know, it, it, it was an interesting, uh, it's it's sort of a, it's a very interesting profession. It's changed a lot over the years, and um, basically um, music therapy is, um, using music as a tool towards therapeutic goals so uh, right. it's, it's combining mm-hmm. the two and, and in our model we have even a different we have we take it um, even further in a sense like like different models do um, yeah. and um, we, we say that the 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 last the end goal is for all you know it's inclusive and it's for all people to find their self efficacy which is the belief that you can create your own path right in the world right so that yep. it's imp- you know it's empowering it's about self determination um it's building skills within yourself and i think that's um you know there there isn't anything to fix here people aren't broken mm. um, they just think Differently, you know. We all think different, differently. Right, yeah. We all process the world in different and new ways. So that's the idea behind what I do. Um, I came to it in, in it, uh, like I said, in in sort of just found it a um, number of years ago, and um, yeah. and then it evolved. So I mean, I've worked with all kinds of populations, and uh, twenty year, like seventeen years ago, I started um, Voices Together, which is this um, nonprofit organization that's out of Chapel Hill, North Carolina, in the states. Nice. And um, we have, over the years, um, I mean, I started it actually out of my home in my music therapy studio. And now we're nice. pretty much, we're almost statewide. We're moving in that direction and, you know, possibly beyond. Beautiful. Yeah. It's been it's been quite the road. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah. Um, wonderful. And, and a lot of really good music therapists have worked for us over the years. And um, we've continued to develop our, our model and um, reached more and more clients and students, mostly in the classroom. Room, but, you know, all over the community. Um, and we, we serve yes. um, folks from preschool all the way up. So um, I noticed you had interviewed somebody with a music and memory, which is a fascinating area. Right. Uh, yeah. 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 So that always touches, you know, the, the the brain is amazing. So anyway, right. I, I don't know if that was that was that what you were looking for in terms of.
0: Actually, I yeah. asked this... No, I'm just joking. That was, yeah, that was a great answer. Thank Completely you. Completely different really question, good, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to know how your day was going. But, um, you know, we actually spoke with someone who was a music therapist as well. Ah. Um, she was more along the lines, or not more. She's directly involved with uh, patients in uh, palliative care. Ah, yes. So probably a whole different side of, you know, things. But what, what, what are some... I guess I'm wondering what are some of the differences between um that kind kind of work and then more specifically the type of work that you do with music therapy like how does maybe better question can you define music therapy as you as it applies to the work that you do
2: well you know the way yeah, our, the definition of what we do—we're research-based. We're, we're multidisciplinary, which means we use a lot of different ways to reach to reach our clients. Um, we yeah. focus on communication and language, social emotional learning, and the self. Advocacy area, which is that thing I talked about—the self-efficacy and determination. Those, those are the three areas. We are, as an approach, if you get into therapeutic language, we're very non-directive. Um, right now, the the sort of one of the mm. biggest approaches out there in the therapy world is applied behavioral analysis, and that sort of we're kind of the the, the opposite of that. You know, we okay, um,
3: okay.
2: yeah, mm-hmm. we're not looking at behaviors and working to uh, change you know change the behaviors. We're looking at. Um, Sort of a, a relationship. It's a relational therapeutic right. model. Um, tell me who you are. We'll meet somewhere in the middle. We'll, you know, we'll, we'll work on tools. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. To, yeah, like that. Um, and and I think the the, the when I, what I thought about when you said that you had interviewed this other music therapist was that. You know, I put out a book recently that's published by Future Horizons called Autism and the Power of Music. And one of the chapters yeah. is called Music is a Place. And you all, yeah, we're, we're you know, you're music people. So <laughs> we kind yeah. of know that it, you know it you are in a different place with music and yeah, all kinds true. of things can happen and that might sound very woo-woo and very unscientific so we can get into the science yeah. later because there's science based yeah, on sure. that <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know you're experiencing the world in a very different way and Absolutely. um yeah. and so somebody you know at the end of their life is going to experience music in one way, depending on the guided facilitator, right? the person they're with yep. and how they're um, how they're inviting them in. To that experience. And somebody on the, you know, in a classroom that, you know, uh, uh, you know, an autistic student might be experiencing it in a different way, um, right. you know, depending on his his or her experience and, and how they're processing things. Sure. And the, the the amazing thing is for the most part, music is very universal. So no matter mm-hmm. the, which way your brain works, you're experiencing music the same way. And there's been studies on this. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. In terms of, um, you know, the, the area of the spectrum, that's that's certainly true. But, you know, yeah. you talk to Jonathan, and he has that, that uh, yeah, he has a very unusual way of actually learning and playing and looking at music. Yeah. But I'm it's talking yeah, about how yeah. we listen and how we hear music. Right, <laughs> listen, okay, mm-hmm.
0: got you. Yeah, his experience was almost... Like almost to us an overlap of synesthesia. Yes, he was explaining that, I was gonna yeah. say synesthesia, synesthesia yeah. Shapes exactly and dots. Yeah,
1: but yet he was insisting that it wasn't. Yeah, <laughs> he was. yeah, <laughs> and he explained why too, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Um can we talk a bit more about the research and what you've learned about music therapy from a scientific perspective? Yeah,
2: sure, sure. There are some studies that I usually you know, I, I do quote um, First, especially for language, um, there is a, there's a whole practice uh, approach called neurologic music therapy that's, you know, um, uh, very much based on how the brain interacts and intersects with, uh, with rhythm and music and um, language um, and also mm-hmm. sensory area and the body. Um, but I, I like to to come back to the study that. Um, talked about how we process language. It, most of us process well. The neurotypical people process it on the left side of the brain, and on people on the mm. spectrum often process it on the right side of the brain. But music is okay. is actually it, it's both sides. But the music part is very substantial on the right side of the brain. So inter, there's an intersection. And so what happens is, okay. a music therapist, we often will will be sing, you we'll know, sing with a client drop a lyric and and often they'll fill it in. And we've gotten right. I've gotten, mm. you know, we've jump started language in in a number of non-speaking um children. Oh, wow. So
3: Really. It's really
2: exciting. Yeah, it's 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 it, it you know, those are those are kind of just just amazing moments. Um but it yeah, also it is, is an engager, is. you know. So Correct. um there's there's tons of studies on music and um, you know, chemical um, transmitters, you know, the, chem- the, the, you know, transmitters release, you know, chemically in the body, those endorphins that make yeah. you feel good when you're engaged in music you love. And, you know, when you're motivated, your brain is open to learning. Mm. So, you know, those are just a few specific areas, but there's a lot of studies on how cadence can, in you know, support language um, while you're, yeah. yeah, so you're, you know, you can speak in rhythm and, you know, you can drop the rhythm mm. out and you know, often it'll stay. Sometimes it'll stay, often it'll stay. And, you know, um, we, we've work we work a lot with switching up in our model. We switch up between music and language. So everybody's so in it with, with, you know, they're in their music brain and they're engaged. The engagement's good. Mm -hmm. And, the and, um, they're, they're, uh, Processing the music the way we all process music, where their brain is open to it. There, often people can sing lyrics where they can't speak. That happens. Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So you know we're we're in that space, and then we drop out. We ask a question. We drop out the music, and it sort of prompts the brain towards language. Really? Which is you know because you're, you're switching it really quickly, yeah, so you're opening yeah. these pathways to language, and we're sort of popping it in there, and um, so there's that aspect mm. of music and language which is really fascinating. So what That's we huge, do is yeah. we try and and trick the brain by popping it in different different parts of this of a, of a sentence, and we get this. Um, increase in, in language and um, speaking. Um, and also oh. you could you we work on auditory. So speaking and listening are kind of this. They're this. They're the same in a sense. I mean, there's auditory processing with how you hear. And then there is yeah. the language processing. But they're one and the same in the sense if you want conversation. Right. And interaction. Mm. So gotcha. um, we also, we have things that are baked in our, te- what we call our technique songs that are yeah, okay. prompting the, the, you know, the listening area. Um, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. you know, we have so. in rhythm, what did he say? <laughs> you know, and so it's prompting yeah, yeah, yeah. them to go, yeah, um, listening, right? Listening and then uh-huh. social. Oh, Something's happening around me to pay attention to, because someone said something. So what did he say? Yeah. Right? <laughs> wow. so there's this there's this um, kind of um, embedded in this model of an hour or forty five minutes of an experience, we have a lot of different um, uh, a lot of different processes going on.
1: Yeah, for sure. There are also many, many reported cases of people with stutters that can't speak almost at all without stuttering and can sing totally clearly yeah i've and seen uh, that yep. yeah yeah yeah, true, yeah. Uh, and part of it is because music has such a wide net hold over the entire brain mm. that it bridges sections at least that's the theory right, right it bridges right. sections that normally f- for that particular person are not connected through music they could be connected and that has to do not just with speech it could do with memory it could do right. with dance with yeah. walk mm. if you incorporate huh. music into it it's like you're creating a new conduit from one part of your brain it, to the another. The conduit is, yeah. is, I
2: was saying pathways, same idea. It's a conduit. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, you're creating new, um, some people really literally call it neuropathways. Right, You know, right, right, And right. Um, I love the word you used, bridging. Uh, one of my first mm-hmm. jobs as a music therapist is this old, uh, big old place uh, that I that I walked into and I started working at and the first day. It was a healthcare center and it was... Um, uh, older folks a lot of them had mental mental issues some of them had had strokes that type of thing and I had this this group that I walked into and and, and we started the group and this this woman who had no speech at all from strokes Stood up and sang this song from beginning to end, lyrics, all of it. Wow! (laughs) And I—that was my one of my first experiences as a music therapist, which is really pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. That—that says exactly what we were, yeah, what we were talking about here. So, yeah.
1: So. Now that we've established that there is actual science involved, yeah. which is important to establish from the get-go yeah, when we talk is, about yeah, something like music therapy, mm-hmm. can you talk about some of the techniques that you use? How, how do you determine which sounds to create to alleviate which problem or what to help with and what volume to choose and things like that?
3: And how long did that whole process take yeah. to kind of like come up Developing. with this program and develop?
2: Well, I mean, I've been a, I was music therapist for a long time, like 25 years or something. But at the time mm. I, I started this, it had been a little less than that. But, um, yeah, and I had worked with individuals and. Um, And I had worked in all kinds of settings, all kinds of populations, um, elderly, nursing homes, you know, I've been in hospitals, worked in hospitals. So I had a wide range of experience coming in. And then I had a friend, I, I actually left the field for a little while and then came back when a friend of mine said, look, I am the point person. I was in L.A. at the time. I'm the point person uh-huh. for um, music therapy in L.A. right now, pretty much, for autism, you know, for folks getting diagnosed, their, their child getting diagnosed with autism. And I have, you know, I can't mm. handle all of it. And I'd like to refer right. back to you. Get back in this. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to yeah. book up because I didn't know about wow. autism. And I started right, going right. to conferences and taking courses. And, I mean, you know, um, and you had to think outside the box because no matter how many conferences and courses I did, you know, it's not something, you know, people understood a lot of different things at that time. So it's not like you right. understood yeah. autism. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, then yeah. every yeah. No, person right. with autism is different. So, <laughs>
3: right. yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. So, um, and I, I'm kind of switching my languaging because right now, you know, it's, with autism isn't necessarily PC, so I've got to, so I'm going to go back and uh, forth a little. I'm in process. What
3: is the right thing to say? Just a- autistic. Curiosity.
2: I mean, people with okay. autistic autism. Okay. Well, <laughs> autistic people See, are yeah, feeling. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> keeping up.
1: What's funny about that is that I've actually had situations where I, I watch. There's a show called Love in the Spectrum. Mm-hmm. Yes. And yeah. they yeah. refer to themselves as autistic people. Yes, and that's so what thought, I'm saying. Okay. So okay. a- autistic, so it's autistic, autistics. and I said that, and, and, and an occupational yeah. therapist got mad at me for saying autistic. I'm like, is oh, it really? with autism? <laughs> I don't know what to do. I'm trying to be a good guy. Yeah. Well, that's why yeah. I, fl- I, I
2: flip because i had been i right. been trained that wrong. way. <laughs> yeah, because that right. was okay. it, you know. Um, okay. So you know, I, I I got in it. I at the time, you know, the the, the practice was you got to fix it.
3: Mm-hmm. You know all of the okay.
2: approaches, and except for Greenspan, there was one in um, that that I actually bonded with. That was meeting kind of meeting the child where they are and giving them tools. It was closer to what we're what we're about, and um, yeah. yeah. So it was kind of an interesting time. But I, I when I came out of that, we moved to North Carolina at a certain point, and I was working out of my own home studio, and it was great because I was getting these re- responses and impact from. Um, from the kids, I was or the adults that I was working with, but you know, it's yeah. not as easy to for someone who's autistic to, especially as a child, to relate to a peer versus a older person, because mm, you know we're more sure. predictable. Right. It's in a predictable and it's, right. you know um, structured environment. All of those all of those reasons. So I thought this is not this is not helping the social piece. So what can I do? Right. So I you know um, I started this um, started doing these groups. And by through that, I came up with the idea of having a model where it was almost a microcosm of, of you know, a social setting that anyone could be a yeah. part of. And that it was right. very interactional. It was very conversational. It was building on that. And I've been told from the outside, because this was the purpose, was to give enough tools within this technique, within our techniques, so that mm-hmm. they feel successful immediately. So if right, this is right. not, you know, you have to come in here and learn social skills. <laughs> we don't yeah, even use yeah, social skills right. anymore. It's sort of like that social emotional learning that all of us can use. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. um, the idea was, I mean, I wish you could see it because it's really hard to sometimes it's a little hard to explain. But we have a right. we have a schedule, you know, so it's predictable. So it's not anxiety provoking. Here's our experiences that we're gonna do. And we always start in with a check-in or with a greeting or song or whatever. And immediately, first of all, we start with the beat. (laughs) We get everybody in to their body, to the music, to the experience. Then we do this 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 thing, this, you know, this song where there's an intro that everybody can grab hold of quickly. It's a melody that's easy. Then it stops. And I call this the next section is our loop. You know, it stops and then we literally go to language and I'll say, hey, you know, I'm Yasmin. And then we go back into it. So you're getting back into the music brain where it's easy and comfortable. And then I'll say, so, you know, Anthony, tell me how you want to say, hey, you know, hey, you know, how do you want to say it? So okay. then, then we're starting this thing, um, but they already have the language of my name is or if they're little. You know, it depends on the group because we've yep. adapted this for a, a lot of different people. And sometimes the check-in is just, you know, what, what's going on today, right, if, depending yeah, on the group. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, within the song, you, you're gaining the language of how to start that sentence. So your anxiety yeah. goes down. You're part right. of a song. It's not, I'm not saying you have to interact with me. You have to get into this conversation. So it's a really cool thing because all of a sudden it's like, Mm -hmm. oh, I can do this. (laughs) And that's a really tough thing if you're autistic sometimes is feeling successful in starting that that conversation with somebody. Um so I wanted to just say one thing before we move on. I know I'm kind of going on, but the the no,
3: it's okay the, do. when
2: yeah. you had asked about the research, I one thing I didn't tell you and which is very important in the whole pro, this whole mm-hmm. evolution is that I did start the group there. Um, and then we started growing um, And we started developing more pieces to what we were doing and we have like what we call our curriculum because we have like topic songs and we'll brainstorm in language like, hey, you know, what, what helps you feel really independent, you know, or, you know, when you're frustrated, what does that feel like? Or how do you calm yourself down? You know, so we'll brainstorm Mm -hmm. with them. We're not coming in saying, okay, these are the things that you have to learn. We're saying, you tell me, tell me what your experience is. We write all these things down, then we get into the song and they share it with Mm -hmm. the group. And there's this interactive thing that goes on. So that's that's how we built the curriculum through the years. In 2000, I think it was Hmm. 14, we developed a partner. I'm saying we developed, but you know, anyone that's tried to start anything knows it really looks easy if you look backwards. (laughs) Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> but I was outside the academic, you know, sector and coming in yeah, to try right. and find a partnership for research is really hard to do. Yeah.
3: I could imagine. <laughs> yeah,
2: so it took me years and then we hit gold with Duke University and um Nice. Uh, yeah, the the person that came to see our program, Dr. Geraldine Dawson, is pretty internationally known, and has a pr- mm-hmm. they have an, th- their own approach, and also so forth. And she loved it, and and I got this um, this partnership through Social Science Research Institute at Duke University, and then Geraldine came in. Jerry came in as a as part of that team. Um, and Very they nice. did uh, research studies on us for three years on our, on our model. And we, right. yeah, and we have um, real data. So there is data. See, it's scientific, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is really, uh, it, it was good data. Um, we have two journal articles out um, with Duke University um, published in academic journals. And so all of that helped propel us Um, To the next stage, which was getting a contract with Department of Health and Human Services through um, Mm. through the state, which is really federal money. But um, it Mm. came through the state and that was the mechanism that helped us really expand. And that was working with 14 to 21 year olds and giving them the tools um, to become independent, get jobs, keep jobs, that kind of thing.
1: It's now, incredible. I'm curious, especially working with, um, with people with, uh, sorry, with autistic people. <laughs> um, <laughs> is online a viable option or is the eye contact and being there in person a big part of the therapy?
2: Well, <laughs> eye contact is very difficult for someone who is autistic often. Yeah. I'm right. not Which saying is why all the time, I maybe it
1: needs to be worked on. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: well, yeah. I mean, I think that I have we are our, our philosophy is having it be more holistic in that, you know, if you're looking, if you if somebody is talking to you, if you can you don't have to look in their eyes. You're you know, especially if they're older, okay? If they're babies, yeah. there are methods to try and get you know to 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 help them um, look at faces, okay? And that's right, a okay. that's a mm-hmm. whole other thing. I, I, I you know, y- your brain is so flexible when you're a baby that yeah. it, mm-hmm. that might, that's a, probably a good thing because there's so much information in the face. And so kids right. growing up that are autistic and cannot stand to look at some, you know, the face because it's too much uh, are mm. missing so much information. Here's the flip yeah. side is... Mm. They may be missing that information, but they're gaining other information that we don't have. Right. So, yeah, you sure. know, as we're, we, you know, what we're, we do is sort of this, this method where we say, okay, you know, especially with 14 to 21-year-olds, um, if, if you're in an interview and it's really, and, and it's not comfortable, you know, looking in that, you know, yeah. just look sort of, if you're looking at least, you know, in that sort of direction of where the sound is coming from. Um, right, or you might okay. tell the person and advocate for yourself and say, "I might not be looking at you, but I can hear you." Yeah, you know. Um,
3: are, are a lot of autistic people able to do that though?
2: If 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 they're, um, um, yeah, they are, <laughs> mm, but it depends yeah, on the level yeah. of ability right, okay. um, to sure. um, communicate. Um, it, te- yeah, it depends yeah. on the kind of support they've been given, uh, the kind of tools they've been given. So, right. you know, I got in this to change things. I, I didn't get in. Yeah. You know, I've been saying that mm-hmm. a lot because, you know, it's not easy to run an organization and, uh, you know, Can do imagine. all those yeah. things. <laughs> yeah, but course, I, of I got course. in this to have an impact, you know, on that area yeah. for, for um advocacy for inclusion uh yeah and it's i think it's important for all of us to be able to say uh what we need and who we are and what we want so it shouldn't be definitely, definitely. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah for
1: sure I'm still interested to hear a bit more about technique. Does this does it involve lying down with sound bowls around you? Are there recordings and speakers? Is there a comfortable bed? Is the is the light turned down? Is the light turned up? I want to know what it's like. Need a visual. Yeah, you, you,
2: yeah I'll, I'll bust into song and then you'll be sorry you asked me. So <laughs> I've done that before on podcasts. So. <laughs> so. Um, yeah. No, we don't like, you know, if you end up on the floor, we're not going to say get up because we use a non-directive method. Okay. We're going to say, oh, when I, see, I see you're on the floor. <laughs> can you tell me a little bit about okay. that? You know, do you need help? Um, okay. I, can okay. you tell me how you're feeling? Okay. <laughs> They say, tired. Yeah, yeah. i like, okay. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah. the, <laughs> the idea here um, is that we sit in a, I mean, here is the, the format. Okay. We, it's Perfect. actually quite structured, but there's a lot of creativity inside of it. Um, there are, cha- we, hmm. you know, we're in a, cl- say, I'll give you an example. We're in a classroom. Um, the students have their chairs in a semicircle and
3: yeah, the okay.
2: music therapist is facing them. OK. And um, the, the schedule is uh, the experiences last maybe 45 minutes to an hour, depending on the age. We okay. start with that greeting song. Um, gotcha. The technique has in it um, this fully interactive base where, you know, we talk, then you talk. We sing and you sing. Um, yeah. And it's in conversation. The lyrics are functional. So you know, one of the first songs I wrote for this was for little ones, and it's called "I Can Tell You," Mm. and so Mm. I can tell you something about myself. So it's you know, Mm. and and um, we had a feeling song, um, and we 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 had each of the students ask each other in between, how the, how the other one was feeling, and they'd answer, and then we'd kick back into the song. And one of these students yes. was, a, it was a high school, one of these students went into the hallway, there was a group of students standing there, and he said, so how are you feeling? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he was able to open up a conversation and feel really successful, and he got a That's response, right? right, right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. You, we used that how you feeling was part of the song as well as part of the languaging that we did. You know, how are you feeling today? Mm. Hey, yeah. how are you feeling today? So, so, you know, it's kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. Nice, so, nice, you know, we're it. not going to say we are singing about feeling and we are singing. You know what I mean? We're getting in yep, there. Yep, yep. Um, I I am not going to be cool. So I'm not going to go into more because <laughs> <laughs> the music therapists are the ones these days that are writing, you know, a lot of the, um, especially the teens, the teen songs. And there's some great ones. Okay. Um, yeah. Every. Yeah. Nice, yeah nice. Really great ones. So. Um, and we keep it contemporary. That's a part of our technique. Is we never, you know, this is not singing baby songs for for folks. Um, right. You know, right. okay. we are we are talking to you as you are. Um, I'm trying to think. There's so much in there. Um, we also, like I said, we have these topic songs. And they're in yeah. part of our list, our structure. So every time we have a greeting song, then sometimes in our community groups, we also have, um, when you said, what 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 kind of sounds do you make? <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> Actually,
2: there are, you know, we may have a group that, um, um, like, for example, if you have Down syndrome, this part of your jaw often is underdeveloped, okay? So a speech and language pathologist okay. is going to work on huh. Ooh and e and ooh like that okay so what yeah. we did is is I took you know vocal warm-ups and you know we start making them really fun and you know we had we had cheeses gooey that's <laughs> one of our vocal warm-ups okay. and it would be yeah. a vocal warm and, and you know you're, you're going up the scale and you're going down the scale so but it's fun and you're working these yeah, muscles yeah, yeah. over and over again right. and wow. it's hard to do that if you don't have music with it. You know, or we have a certain rhythm and we'll just, do ooh, 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 and we'll work on, you know, vowels, the vowels that might right. be hard, okay, for those folks. Yeah. So if we're working on a yeah. lot of verbal skills, that group particularly may have this section we call vowel, vocal warm ups. And, yes, they're working on the vocal warm-ups like a chorus would work on vocal warm but they're geared towards specific things that will support where they are in terms of their language skills and their needs. So, um, And I developed those with a speech and language pathologist, which is really fun, and um, I'm always looking to go back and (laughs) do more work in that area. Um, So we have vocal warm-ups maybe, then there'll be... um, the top, there'll be a feeling song usually because we're usually working on that, and that can look anything from, you know, we'll we'll have a whole module on um, frustration or anger or sad yeah. or mm. you know whatever the emotion is. Um, we brainstorm with them, like I said. Um, part of this is you know the brainstorming, then you get into the 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 music piece of it, and then you individualize yeah. it for practice going back and forth um, so you make a list you know right and yep. very structured but at the same time I mean I was watching one of our music therapists yesterday uh, she's wonderful and um, she was where work- she just had a little section she, she she's working with middle schoolers on listening right and so um, <laughs> she had them pick an instrument and then they would um, they would strum the guitar or or hit the drum or shake a shaker, you know, in as many times as, as they wanted. And then the whole group echoed back exactly how many mm. times they had hit that beat. <laughs> oh. And she pointed oh. that out. It was this constant thing. Okay, okay, was, was it loud? Was it quiet? Yeah, you know, yeah. so it's a cool way to get your listening in gear, um, which is part of, like I said, that conversation piece. So, am am yeah. I? Is that uh, uh, enough that, is that you? Sufficient? Yeah. So you kind of get an idea. It's not easy if you don't see it, but we end with a goodbye kind of thing with a, ch- you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah.
1: Well, I have to admit, my only experience with music therapists were in palliative care, where they have this cart with mm. all kinds of drums and tambourines yeah. And, yeah. and shakers yeah. and stuff. And to me, the idea of music therapy was really uh, sort of facilitating meditation mm. in a sense. Right. And right, right. it's uh, it's really nice to hear of another way of doing that, where it's it sounds to me, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, like you're bringing these students into real life situations, but with music sort of as the scaffolding. And then once they figure out how to have these interactions, you can take the music out and they're still able to have those communications. Yeah. Yeah. You, you are good. Because, yeah. hey. you know, after no, you I usually do this, people right. just look
2: at me and go, okay, but what's a, what do you really do? Right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's why I was trying to get into it because whenever I see those people with the card, I'm like, How much technique is really in this (laughs) and how much is it just you have a very soothing voice and you're compassionate? Okay, so let me
2: me put it into categories in a way. There's music using music and music therapy some 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 of it is all music and it's the experience, right, literally okay. the experiential there is a, a approach in New York City called Nordoff Robbins and they are, they've been around for 40 50 years and their basis cool. is improvisational music so they're going to okay. they're going to try and 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 work in a therapeutic setting which is goal oriented yeah. but it's all you know it's going to be improvisational lately they've put in new things so that's changing uh, okay. Um, mm. neurologic music therapy is working very much almost, you know, often on a one-to-one basis literally on yeah. the neuro areas and, you know, you can be tapping mm. tapping and and you know, it, you do different things that will that will um, uh, stimulate the language area in the brain um, right. to, for okay. words so there's that what we do is we've embedded and that's why I said multidisciplinary. we've embedded, or I've mm-hmm. embedded that, that was the the idea of it was that exactly what you're saying is to make this generalized. You know, so you can take this and and you can have an have an impact in your life outside of this session. Right. And that's yeah, been I'm really, sure. really important for me in terms of why we do this. Yeah. Um and so that that's how we measure it like, how much are they taking outside of this session?
3: When was the first moment that you re- realized that your program was being used in a practical setting outside of the environment? Do you remember that moment?
2: Uh, yeah, the first year, because, mm-hmm. you know, parents oh. would come with we had, it was it was a group of teens and adults, and it was in my music therapy studio in my house. Yeah. And they came so many of the parents came every week and their were their support workers and they would tell me what's going on outside of the, you know, one of them said immediately yeah. that their daughter was hardly, it was so just internal and she just wouldn't mm-hmm. reach outside herself. And. You know, after a year or something, she was she was doing these little speeches for, um, <laughs> for you know, groups yeah, of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was which is like incredible. a whole turnaround. And that doesn't happen with, with everybody. But, you know, and, and it doesn't work for everybody. Don't get me wrong. This isn't right, like this right, is like right. anything else. You know, we do have. Mm-hmm. Good point. It's too much sometimes for some folks. So, um, sure. but yeah, sure. we've had, I think from the beginning, I usually say, you know, within the first two or three weeks, you see this language shift. And it's mm-hmm. because it's That's so fast. yeah. It's really cool because um, people feel safe and they feel yeah. engaged, right, um, right? And successful and everything. If I, you know, it's interesting you say that. Um, and I, um, I'm trying to um, let me get my. I have forgotten <laughs> <laughs> Matt. Matt? Matt. Oh, just <laughs> oh no, <laughs> I, no, no. No. I, was I you know, you're <laughs> I'm seeing your your picture, you know, on the on this video, really That's small, small and That's I really, didn't yeah, remember. Yeah, right. <laughs> so it's I'm so saying weird. I'm talking to you but I'm never saying your name. Yeah. So
1: that isn't very self-empowering, uh, is it? So I <laughs> yeah, I feel uh, crushed. I bet. I bet.
2: <laughs> Just as I was getting into my whole thing on self-esteem, you know, when you yeah, say, yeah. <laughs> when you say to someone well, "Now you can fix me up." Oh, no problem. <laughs> but you know, I did say at the beginning, we don't fix people. I did say that.
3: Right
0: now. Oh, yeah. disclaimer. <laughs> Consistency. Okay. Why?
2: Because you're not broken. <clears throat> So oh, I, <laughs> you are whole. I needed to hear that. Yeah, yeah. and that's yeah. the truth. Sometimes I to back hear on that. track. <laughs> so we all do. Yes, you did. So, <laughs> here's the thing: is you know, self-esteem yes, yes. is thrown around all the time.
3: Yes. And mm-hmm.
2: and empowerment is thrown around all the time. I don't. Yep. I don't trust it for throwing a dime. You know, I just don't <laughs> trust it could, because. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's underrated self-esteem because, you know, you say, oh, well, you know, the main thing that happens. One of the main things that we see is people feeling good about themselves, you know, enough to actually yep. mm-hmm. learn or move or do things, you know, in the, in the group. And, you know, mm-hmm. because people say, oh, that's nice. They feel better about themselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so self-esteem yeah. is a funny word. You know, I don't necessarily Very throw true. it out there. But I have to tell you, mm-hmm. from the moment they walk in, the point is to support and to help and to help each person feel successful and and that you know I I, we just had somebody new start in our organization I said you know it's like there's this rainbow and at the end of the rainbow is that pot of gold you know and it's just been St. Patty's Day right I think that was yesterday. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it's good timing. It's today. It is today? Oh, cool. <laughs> That's even better. I'm, I'm, I'm synced in. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> so this pot of gold is what I mentioned at the very beginning of this this chat we're having. It's self-efficacy. Yeah. You mm. have to believe that wow. you can change things for yourself. So mm. we have another word that we use is self, as, um, as assume competency. Because you have to assume okay. that anyone you're working with, why should we, why should we raise the bar for one person and not another, right?
3: Right. So right. we have True. to
2: assume right. everybody has the right to get tools to help themselves. Mm. Think about that okay. one.
3: Yeah. yeah. They have the right to get the tools. you're absolutely right.
2: Yeah, yeah, to be offered the tools, right? yeah yeah Yeah.
3: that's important do you ever have issues with
1: parents who maybe their expectations aren't aligned with what's possible Mm. or parents that think that it's a waste of time or parents that want to give you uh too many tips on how to do what you do (laughs) you
2: know (laughs) that last one no funny enough not that not not much
1: can i
0: add to that question too yeah just a part of that on the flip side what role do parents need to play maybe if you can or like what's what's important for parents uh, to i love do it as when parents are part goes. of
2: it for most of our most of our sessions right now are in schools and uh-huh. during COVID, it was interesting because we were actually tapping into, was, we were doing Zoom, which was really wild. Yeah. Think oh, about that with music. Right. Yeah, but we no, still no, had, no. you know, they, they showed up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, there's a routine we <laughs> have that works. It's part of the technique, by the way, Matt, is the—is that it's routine. Mm-hmm. There's a routine and it's predictable and its re, mm. it repeats a lot of times, you know, not for right, towards okay, a boring yeah. sense, but a, a sense that you can count on it. And that's yeah, part yeah, of the yeah, feeling yeah. successful. Yeah. Um, so we were able to reach uh, parents at that point. We had a grandfather say, gosh, I'm so glad that you're doing this during this time because my my grandson would be isolated, you know? So that um, was a, that was a really good so thing. And powerful. it was really great to meet yeah. parents. The parents that have come have usually been in our little ones that we have in the community and we love having them as part of the the, the group. I would say yep. sometimes they misunderstand and they say, well, he's not or she's not singing. Uh, so they don't think that they're right. participating. Okay. And, yeah, yeah. and there's a whole bunch of reasons for not singing.
3: Mm. And
2: so this is an invitation when we start these groups like i said so you know people we assume they're all getting different things out of this um, because you know often sometimes um because of the auditory processing issues um we we i've i've seen i've seen people who are autistic that are have these incredible voices and will sing on their own but they with it with headphones on but yeah, when definitely. they're when the headphones are off, and this is with one particular person actually, they couldn't sing with mm. the group. There are other mm. people that um, mm. you know because you're, you you hear when you think about how processing works, you hear your own voice. So right. there may be some distortion happening there, right? In in mm. the whole processing right. element of it. Um, so there are very mm. various reasons. I, You know, we have had parents say, okay, they've gotten what they – and this happens. Parents get very um, determined when their kids are young because they they want they want to, you know, help them overcome a lot of times. Just, yeah, you okay. know, yeah, they, yeah. and I don't blame them. You know, I mean, I, I've been yep. – I, I am a parent. My kids are grown, but uh, I've been there. <laughs> you, yeah, yeah. You, you know, you want to do the best, the most you can. For sure. And um, they'll yeah. say, okay, you know, I have five other – Interventions that we have to go to, and we've done this, and it's great, mm-hmm. and they've gotten this out of it. Bloop, they're gone, you know. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. happened definitely um, when the kids are really young, and they're they're just going from one thing to the other. And some people are looking for a quick fix, and uh, you know, yeah, this is not that. It it could be. No. I mean, some parents have said, "Wow, you jump started his language or her language." Um, and this is the first time they've done this. We get that a lot. you know the,
3: mm. the teacher
2: says this is the first time they told me how they felt. Um, um, so I mean we've, oh. we we've, we have enough impact so that it we we're we I feel good that this is making an impact if that makes sense.
3: Yeah no, no, no for sure. yeah
2: because there's no there's no one thing that's going to be right for everybody. So yes, we have had parents do that. Um, and then right. we've had parents, you know, that have been our with us for years and years and years. So
3: They're beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And
2: I wrote this book for parents. Actually, I think it's very important if you have an intervention or a model that you're in, you're really increasing your ability of impact if you can give tools to the parents and you can give mm-hmm. tools to teachers in the classroom because then it's gen- right. it's generalizing more. So we're we're really so, on, yeah. in our organization is on the road to that. We've just launched a training institute. We've just um, we're just developing an app. Wow. And, Yeah, we're doing a lot of stuff. Nice.
3: <laughs> amazing, yeah, not kidding. Amazing. I was going to ask up. what's next, but yeah, you already got guys? <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, we're wow. we're almost at the you you know minimal viable product spot, you know, in that, and that's just the beginning of of the digital the that area where we've got so many yeah. great ideas. Um, and the training institute I think will really help us just reach out to so many people that. Um, that could use this and we we're, we're yeah, excited sure. to do teacher training and uh, that kind of is thing. this
3: international yet or is that a, a hope that's a, a hope dream? at
2: some point yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so
3: canada love so canada can not, really. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I, not really i, I spoke well, I mean, at an international
2: music therapy conference about seven years ago and i remember i okay. and i lost track of her but i i had really connected with a canadian music therapist we had a great time and wasn't one of Sarah, the event? Was yeah, yeah, yeah. Sarah Rose. Oh. Sarah Rose.
0: We've <laughs> the, interviewed her The well. one you know. You just yeah. <laughs> must have been Sarah Rose. In She's your in big old country, yeah, yeah, come yeah. on. Yeah, yeah Big yeah. old country. Right? I'll <laughs> do yeah. that one. Um, Yasmin, yeah, we've had such a great time. Time's flown Agreed. by. I think yep. we have so many more questions, but I promised you about 45 minutes and we're about there. This is great. I have one more, if that's okay. Sure. Yay, okay. I
3: <laughs> sounded so excited. I yay. know, I know. I was trying not to be too excited. <laughs>
0: As far as age or stages of development go, is there a is there ever too old to start? And what's like the earliest that a a child could get into
3: your program?
2: You know, we did our first babies group last year. Oh wow! <laughs> how, when you so, say
3: babies, how old are we talking? It, it,
2: one to three.
3: Okay. Oh, yeah. Wow, okay.
2: Yeah. So, you know, that was a mommy and me kind of thing, which is a little different. Yeah. But um, yeah. we have, you know, we, we don't have a limit, really. Um, we have yeah, certain no groups limit. that okay. were that right now. Our only limit is our capacity here. But um, yeah. Uh, yeah, we have all ages and our community groups have really gone gone into, you know, el- many elderly people that have that are still part of what we do. So
3: I have a question and forgive my ignorance but how soon can they detect autism in a child because i'm shocked Gosh, that at one question. years old they know that it the is, child's yeah. autistic
2: i think it's even younger now maybe six months okay. yeah i think it's oh, really? somewhere around that six month we actually okay. one of our board members his, he's wonderful hmm. dr philip buchanan is his name he's a medical geneticist and he is right up on... The, he, he's very up on this. I have to ask him. <laughs> he's okay. done a lot of studies yeah, okay. in, in this area. It's it's getting but, younger oh, and wow. younger. So Right. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. That's
1: yeah, I good can idea. tell you that there were some uh, family friends that had twins. Mm-hmm. And that was way easier to tell because they're twins right what they're fraternal so a boy and a girl yeah uh and one started smiling and making eye contact and reaching out very soon and the other one didn't Mm, so especially because of that juxtaposition they could tell even earlier than six months wow that's interesting that is something
2: yeah yeah yeah
3: Yeah.
2: we've worked with um a number of twins that both were on the spectrum so um, Mm. that's a whole different thing than.
3: Yeah, no kidding. Can you actually shout out your program and a website so people can actually um, tune in to the story a little bit more if they want to do a little bit more research on their own? Absolutely. And support, of course, yes.
2: Yeah. Um, it's uh, Voices Together is the name of the organization. Um, Actually, the name of the model is the Voices Model. Um, But it's it's www.voicestogether.org. Okay. And um, my awesome. book is called Autism and the Power of Music, and it is published mm-hmm. by Future Horizons. And we're on social Are you media. Are on social media? And yeah. 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 I'm, I'm oh, always happy yes. to talk to people, too. So even if I can't offer something, I can offer resources or... So, That's amazing. Yeah. Incredible.
3: Well, yeah. we really, really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. It was a great conversation.
2: Yeah, it's almost even
3: cooler that you didn't show up
1: last time because we had a whole yeah. conversation.
2: Yeah, <laughs> we got to, Yeah, it's just <laughs> blessing in disguise. Uh, Jonathan's great, too. I, I just, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So awesome. we,
0: got, we had two very insightful conversations. Yeah, I'm so glad we didn't mash them you. both into yeah, yeah, well. yeah, this has been great. Well, thank you thank so, you so much. much.
2: Thanks for reaching out again. It, it, this has been great. Of course. Really enjoyed it. Take care.
3: Each episode of the DNA Airwaves is recorded, broadcast, produced, and all that good stuff right here at the MPL Toronto. The MPL is a collection of film and audio studios dedicated to making all things visual look amazing and all things audio sound brilliant. Check us out at the MPL, that's maple without the vowels, dot com for more details. The podcast is also brought to you by the DNA Project, your live entertainment agency. Anything you need for your live event, they've got you covered. From weddings to large corporate galas, we can do it all or we can do just a little bit. Wonderful people and a great company. Check them out before your live event at the thednaproject.ca. As a podcaster, you know that great content is only half the battle. The other half is finding the right hosting platform to reach your audience. That's where Captivate comes in. With unlimited podcasts, advanced analytics, and personalized support, Captivate has everything you need to grow your audience and monetize your show. Join the thousands of successful podcasters just like us who trust Captivate for their hosting needs. Visit DNAairwaves.com slash Captivate today to start your free trial.